and welcome to V&A Dundee. We are an international design museum, showcasing the brilliance of Scottish creativity and the best of design from around the world. The following audio was recorded live at V&A Dundee as part of our digital access programme. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, so we're outside the Mary Quant exhibition at the, the V&A in Dundee and I'm quite excited. It's, um, it's in the temporary exhibition space on the, the main first floor of the museum. Um, and what an entrance. Um, we can see the, the really strong branding, the Mary Quant brand. I'm sure that you remember it. I remember it firsthand, Juliana. I'm a lot older than you are. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got the, the Mary Quant, her big name in typography, hanging over the front door of the exhibition in bright red. And then on either side of the door, the walls have been painted the, the kind of black and white monochrome stripe like a zebra crossing. Um, and also there's kind of a pink and a, an orange either side too and the iconic Mary Quant daisy on the, the right-hand side wall. So you know, already we've got kind of a flavour of the, the swinging 60s that we're going to go into. I can't wait. It kind of feels like a shopping street in parts and each of... Carnaby Street by any chance? Yeah, sort of swinging 60s London. Yeah, um, so there's lots of big display cabinets that kind of look like shop fronts. Um, there's also plinths that look a little bit like catwalks. And as you can imagine, the, the shop windows and the catwalks are populated by um, mannequins that are wearing Mary Quant's clothes. Um, and this, these kind of um, shop fronts and plinths are kind of, if you imagine a really big space about the size of, say, four tennis courts, and then we're going to be walking around that big space in an anti-clockwise direction. And in the centre of the space, there's a series of kind of little alcoves, I suppose, little display bays. And if I was looking at it from above, can you imagine a kind of pound sign so on the right hand side as you're walking around there's the two kind of little alcoves that we'll be going into and as we walk around the top of the pound sign there isn't an alcove there but there's there is a kind of floating island there but at the bottom on the 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 end of the walk around as we get to the um, start again there's another alcove there. So can you see that kind of pound sign uh, in your I head? Got that iconography yeah. about it. I can visualise it. Yeah, spatially. I suppose it's a bit like an indoor market, although it's a bit more upmarket than that. Definitely. We're Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when we go in, if you imagine we're, we're going into the exhibition at six o'clock, yeah, okay. and we're going to be walking anti-clockwise so, to twelve o'clock first, round the the right-hand side yeah. of yeah. the yeah. So we'll stop first um, around about six o'clock and the exhibition is chronological. So we're starting late 50s. Okay, wow. So here we are, we're coming in at six o'clock and we're kind of confronted by a cinema screen almost here. We can see um, a film of Mary Quant and her clothes from the 60s and we can hear her talking about her clothes and see her iconic look. You remember that iconic look with that sharp five-point bob and the dark eye makeup and the nude lip. You remember her, Anne? Oh, this is, this is nostalgia in 
massive form. I just can't go over this. I'm just thrown right back to the 60s when I was younger and I remember people like Scylla Black and other famous yeah. people having the Mary Quant look and it's just, I don't know, it's just giving, filling me with such pleasure. Well, let's walk and excitement past. And anticipation for things yeah. to come. Well, let's walk past. The point of fashion is not to get bored looking at somebody. I think the point of clothes for women uh, should be uh, one, that you'll notice, two, that you look sexy, and um, three, that you feel good. Wasn't that a lovely start to the exhibition, hearing Mary Quant's voice? You look really excited now. Oh, yeah, I, I am really, really illuminated and electrified and on point. <laughs> Great words. I, I am mean, just Doesn't so the excited. exhibition zing as you come in the room? You can see this, this really big white space, well-lit space, that's been subdivided as we were saying and what we can see first of all when we get in is this long catwalk type plinth in front of us with one two three four five models all in these really familiar Mary Quant style shift dresses mini dresses um, jersey dresses that at once kind of say to us 60s um, in these bright colours and, and also the, the exhibition design um, on the right hand side on the back wall we've got the kind of Belisha beacon, we've got the street signs, we've got the monochromatic stripes of zebra crossings, it's a really bright young zingy design in this exhibition and you can kind of hear the music can't you from the um, the exhibits, we can hear the music of the 60s, we can hear the chat of the street and the bustle. Um, really got an exciting feeling about it, this show. It definitely is because, I mean, she was such a style icon and of course this gives you the idea that you're in some kind of huge um, shopping bazaar yeah. when you've got the busyness and you've got the styles and you've actually got all the stalls clearly laid out. Yeah, yeah. And Isn't this fun as well? Where we're, we're just walking up to this low sort of catwalk type plinth that's at six o'clock in the exhibition and these five mannequins have in front of them um, open white paper shopping bags the kind of you know that you would have bought uh -huh. the clothes from Mary Quant's clothes and each one has a different year on it so we've got 1962, 1963, 1964, 65, 66 so each of these mannequins that start the exhibition is a different year and if you look at them closely and look at the skirt length, can you see the difference between 1962 and 1966? Yeah, I think they were just saving on material in 1966. <laughs> Even, is that, their hair, I think their hair looks different. Yeah, each of the mannequins have got a, um, a fantastic white wig on that has a different kind of 60s bob, like the iconic Mary Quant five-point bob, or the kind of... Um, the bob that curls around your cheekbones or the bob that curls around your jawline. Um, and the, the mannequins themselves have to be mentioned. They all have that long, lean-limbed, sort of Jean Shrimpton 60s look. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think real women don't look like that now. <laughs> but in those days, it was, an, it was a stylized idealism that you wanted to um, achieve. And yeah. it also was, was really good because in some ways because it meant you tried to eat healthier so that you can 
emulate the very models that so. you were well, there's, a, there's a photo of Mary Quant on the, on the back wall as well, and you can see that that what kind of was her style. She's this um, long, lean-limbed woman yeah. with the, the short, black, bobbed hair, and she's wearing um, one of these sort of dresses that are on the mannequins. In fact, all the photos on the back walls show the dresses on the mannequins, and we can see them in the in the shows, in the fashion shows and in the, the promotional materials from the time. I, I, I had a dress like the one that we're just coming to up here. Mm -hmm. in, what's that? 1966. Uh, I had a dress the same as that when I, when I was so this is a this is a sweater dress, um, and it's very very short. It it's wasn't kind of quite just as short as it's that just for skimming me. skimming the bottom, skimming the derriere, um, and it's made out of black cotton jersey, uh -huh. um, and it has a long um, cream kind of hem at the bottom, and it has cream hem around the short t-shirt sleeves and the kind of boat neck top. And there's a little pocket on the the top of the um, the the chest, um, and it has a cream top to the pocket and a white cream star on it. And it's just so sort of Gorgeous. it's so familiar, isn't it? It's I mean, like you say, you had one. I think a lot of people could identify to having this dress themselves. She was such a sensation on the high streets. Yeah, you know, she made such an impact. You know, and it was then that the the idea of a teenager was kind of born yeah, yeah. in the 60s. It was the first time anybody so young had any kind of money to play with after all these many years of austerity and rationing and, yeah. and things. I am just totally yeah, well, blown away. Good point, the, the, the idea of rationing, because Mary Quant's first shop that she opened up in London in 1955 was called Bazaar, um, was the year that rationing ended. Um, mm -hmm. So it was a very new era um, mm -hmm. coming into and uh, and you're right it was kind of the birth of the teenager um, there's a really lovely photo on the wall over in the corner we're kind of walking um, towards sort of um, five o'clock now around the side of the catwalk display and there's a photograph of Mary Quant on the wall in front of us and here she is um, standing in uh, London Street. Um, behind her, we can see this sort of iconic Belisha beacon, the striped pole with the top. It's a black and white photograph, and it's blown up to like poster size, bus stop poster size. And she fills up the majority of the frame. Um, and she has on like an iconic kind of pinafore dress that she designs. So it, it's almost like um, a schoolgirl slip, but made into a woman's dress. Um, mm -hmm. And it's in a kind of pinstriped fabric. Mm -hmm. And she has a bowler hat with it. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and underneath the pinafore dress is this um, the sort of polar neck, black skinny rib jumper that was so um, synonymous with her work. And she's, she's standing full frontal looking at us um, with a kind of challenging expression on her face. And behind her are three women um, that look much older. They look almost like her mother. Um, and they're all more in sort of twin set and pearls type, like um, in the court shoes and long coats and the hair perfectly coiffed, whereas she has this modern bob. Uh -huh. And it feels like a total challenge, this photo. She's sort of standing uh -huh. there challenging um, the new. The new. And it, in, next to it, in a, in a display case that yeah, it definitely looks like a shop window. It has this sort of lovely white frame around the edge and a glass box 
is a mannequin wearing that pinafore dress. Um, it's in a different fabric. It's not in the pinstripe, but um, it has the the same sort of pinafore neckline drop from the bust um, and uh, mid-thigh it has a band with pleats underneath it and it just goes, hits on the knee. Um, this it's, it's a bit like the 1920s flapper dress, yeah. but modern, updated. But also in the photograph I wanted to say that my immediate thoughts went back to an iconic TV programme mm -hmm. called The Avengers. Yes. There was Steed wore the bowler hat and Diana Rigg who was his sidekick. Yeah, That's yeah. who this photograph reminds me of. So it's just... Just, just brings you back, doesn't it? Yeah. What a stunning exhibition. Yeah, this exhibition um, photographs from 1960, um, and it's her standing in Knightsbridge in London. Um, so this is the, the, the start to the exhibition. We're, we're going to go round it, as I said, anti-clockwise, and we'll go into the next bay. And we're just walking around into the, the second bay in this half of the exhibition, which is um, around about two o'clock. And again, there's about 20 outfits in, in this bay too. Um, again, we're, we're sort of in the 60s here. We're looking at all sorts of different styles. What, what draws you? What are you looking at, Anne? Well, because of my visual impairment, um, I can't really read the notices. I'm drawn to stall colours and mm. I really love the monochromatic look so I'm drawn to the um, what looks to me like a leopard print coat and then I'm also drawn to the the orange evening gown with the, mm. with the tiny straps on it because of the strong colours. Yeah and there are some fabulous strong colours and silhouettes here. Um, the way they've been displayed in this shop window style fronting again um, with a white background with black polka dots on it on um, and this time they're on sort of shop dummies um, that have like a black stand underneath it you're pointing yes because I, I had a couple of pinifers like the one that you see here with the large zip and the round the round toggle ring pool. Yeah, that um, brass like circular a, um, ring pool on a brass. It's like zip. a ring pool on a can of coke or something. Yeah, yeah. And the really the the sweater underneath as well. This sort of skinny rib pink high neck sweater mm -hmm. um, that uh, I I remember my mum wearing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And then at the end of this bay, this is fun. This is the the wet look display. Oh, oh wow! This looks very oriental. This yeah, the design. This, this, this cabinet here at the end of this bay has four outfits um, that were made out of PVC. And mm -hmm. uh, um, the 60s were a, a time where they were in love with all these new fabrics and new developments. And Mary Quant wasn't immune. She was really interested in working with PVC and making this sort of wearable rainwear. Mm -hmm. um, and the one that you were pointing of in the middle, the, it's white PVC, and it's almost, it's like a tunic, um, mm -hmm. a rain tunic almost, that you would slip on over your head. I can't see any buttons no, there. Okay. <laughs> um, with, a, with a deep V-neck um, and quite wide sort of kimono style sleeves. Like you were saying, it looks a bit oriental. Um, and the V-neck is quite, I mean, if you wore it with nothing underneath, it would be very daring. It's like a Hollywood dress. It kind of comes down beneath your cleavage. Yes, it certainly does. Yeah, um, but underneath this, there is a, a black skinny rib sweater yeah. again. But I see at the end the iconic PVC raincoat that yeah. is worn by 
people like Marilyn Monroe and yeah. various other people, Mary Quant really brought that up to date in the high street as well. Yeah, it's um, this one is black PVC mm -hmm. and it's sort of uh, just mid-thigh level trench coat style mm -hmm. um, with wrist long sleeves, um, a buckle belt with a, a golden sort of crescent buckle on it um, and crescent buckles around the, the wrists and uh, a sort of single breasted open v-neck mm -hmm. um, collar and big brass buttons all the way down. Um, incredibly stylish. Shall I say, in what we would say in the 60s, that's just fab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So these were um, the beginning of her sort of love affair with, with PVC and trying to sort of bring a, a collection of this to the, to the marketplace is quite difficult. In the end, she ended up collaborating with a company called Alligator and brought an actual rainwear collection to the public that you could buy. That's later on in the exhibition, oh, but these okay. are, are more kind of the, the, the early 60s pieces. Uh -huh. I love the one in the middle of these two yeah. that we've looked at. It has such an interesting kind of terracotta PVC. And it's almost like um, a precursor of punk isn't it the the safety pin kind of buckle on the the front is really interesting so just just and all the styles are so different whereas nowadays i feel you know styles aren't as varied as they used to be mm. we've almost got almost sort of a uniform core set of two or three styles but mary quant just was so dynamic mm. and um just in four rain pieces of rainwear they're also they're different, different in their lengths yeah, yeah. and styles definitely so this this bay um has about 20 items in, of clothing in it but it also has display cabinets with um magazines and photographs from the time um i know there's more you want to talk about here Anne, but we, we should move on because the exhibition is just continues um we'll move on to the next bay So we've walked into the sort of far right corner of the exhibition. So we're up at about one o'clock here. Um, and uh, you can hear in the background, there's a, a kind of video there about um, Mary Quant launching her new collection called Ginger Group. And you can hear the, can you hear that music, familiar music? It's quite exciting in the background. And the Ginger Group was the, the name of um, Mary Quant's kind of first sort of mass-marketed clothing. She had a, a visit to New York in the 1960s and was really inspired by the idea of um, being able to make things in um, mass production and sell things cheaper and sort of democratised fashion. Because before then, you know, she was selling in, a, in quite an upmarket establishment where people would have to spend their week's wages on a piece of her clothing. She wanted to bring the prices down so people could wear them. And in the display cabinet here that again is kind of like a shop window display with the white edges, um, we've got seven items of clothing from the Ginger Group collection from 1963. Um, and they're all kind of variations um, on a colour range, we've got kind of the colour range here, I suppose, is between purple and orange. It's on the warm side of the colour wheel. Um, but they're all kind of like colours that are in-betweens. They're not kind of bright primaries, they're more your secondaries. So you've got oranges, you've got tans, you've got 
terracottas, prunes, grapes, puces, um, and, uh, and in combinations. So you have oranges and purples together, plums and terracottas, browns, and, and uh, lots of stripes, vertical and horizontal. Um, some of the dresses are very long, go down to the ankle, and it's like a, a jumper dress that's long sleeve down to the ankle with, again, stripes around the neckband, around the wristbands and around the hem. But then you've got the same sort of jumper dress that's mini and up top of your thigh with this little pocket on again. Um, we've got the, the pinafore dress again is found, but this time it's short and it has a, a kind of fun stripe and a belt. Um, just the sort of invention of these different styles and also the fact that they're all in this easy to manufacture, easy to wear, non, didn't even need to iron it fabric, this cotton jersey um, that kind of revolutionised fashion at that point. Mm -hmm. And Mary Quent was in the forefront of that. This is something that, you know, girls could just pull on, they could run for the bus, they could pull it off, throw it on the floor and then put it back on again. <laughs> there was no disintegrating in the washing machine. There was no having to wear hurting corsets. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of um, given women freedom of movement mm -hmm. in a physical way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and of course, like, um, this was the, um, the other major thing that she's always known for is the the idea of being able to wear tights with these things mm -hmm. you know, up until this point you would have been wearing a suspender belt but some of these lengths are far too short for suspender belts so um these models you know were wearing bright colored tights bright opaques um <laughs> that you know, really make a yeah i mean just revolution because i mean socially women were becoming more and more emancipated and able to, they were able to go and, and um, go for jobs and compete in the marketplace so therefore they had to have clothes that were, were um, easily kept and as you say easily thrown on and taken off again and wearing tights was definitely much preferable to wearing stockings and a suspender belt I can assure yeah. you. Which one's your favourite out of this? This collection, oh, this ginger group collection. I don't know. I, I quite like the pinafore and I like the short one as well. And I quite like the secretarial. I do lay oh, there. The secretarial. Uh -huh. I mean the, this one here with the little drop waist and the box pleats. No, this one here, the, the jersey top with the waistband on it. Yeah, and the really sort of neat tucked in belt mm -hmm. and two hip pockets with yeah. with broad circular brass buttons and it just hits the knee that hemline there as well and what an unusual combination of colours there mm -hmm. a really deep plum but also a deep terracotta mm -hmm. um, and the the top of the dress with the the v-neck and the, the sort of short sleeve almost looks like a kind of um, grammar school jumper or a sports jumper, like a sports jumper yeah yeah it, it really borrows back again to sort of masculine fashion ideas but then this very neat sort of secretarial pencil skirt underneath it but made out of this stretchy fun fabric um, really interesting combination of of influences um, and I love in this display case as well the, the the floor of the display case is painted in a bright orange Mary Quant daisy <laughs> yeah so and your eye's been caught, hasn't it, by at 12 o'clock, we're right at the top of the exhibition, opposite the main door on the opposite side of the room, and your eye's been caught by this 
moving photographs of, is that a wedding photograph or mm -hmm. yeah. various other weddings and other sort of evening outfits, um, black and white and colour and... Uh, and they just look like the kind of photographs my mum kept in a box under her bed. Um, they just remind me of my, my childhood and looking at the old photographs. They're, they're um, photographs from um, when the V&A was putting this exhibition together. They had a big social media campaign called We Want Quant, asking people to send in their photographs of them wearing quant and their memories of wearing quant. Um, and they got a huge response and, and actually out of the 120 outfits in this exhibition and the 200 plus objects, 35 of the outfits were donated by people um, and, uh, and some of the cards when you, you read about them will, uh, tell you these people's stories and how they got to have the outfit and where they wore it. So the photo that you just commented on that looked like a wedding photo was actually someone's going away outfit from their oh, wedding. Wow. It was so wonderful to see, um, and uh, in this sort of audio-visual display at the end of the room where two projectors are projecting um, photographs onto the wall that are scrolling right to left very slowly, there's also text is being projected on top of the photographs that say some of the stories from these people that wrote in to say that quant was a big part of their life. And I think that's a real amazing success of this exhibition is that this is an exhibition of us and our mums and our aunties and our grandmas. Um, here's a bit of text that says, this was my engagement photo, age 16 in 1962. <laughs> Shows a, a, a lady sitting on a stool wearing a quant suit next to her husband. Um, there's somebody in a quant wedding dress, um, a lovely little shift white dress with an amazing boat neck collar. Just she was such an influencer yeah. on uh, making so many social statements and also um, how the women's role in society was changing as well and, and just to play around with um, yeah, life mean... and enjoy and have fun after the, the austerity of the 50s, as you said. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I mean, the 60s, it was, you know, the burgeoning time of, of, of women, wasn't it? Of the changing the role of women. Although there's a famous quant by Mary quote that she didn't have time to wait for women's lib. She just <laughs> got on with it. <laughs> and the democrat, democratization of fashion continues as well in, in this area because as well as the mass production of fashion to try and bring down the price, um, she also produced a, a range of sewing patterns. She collaborated with Butterwick. Um, and in the, the display behind us, we can see some of those homemade clothes. And also some of the audiovisual on the wall references people saying that they got the pattern and they made that suit for themselves for their graduation and such like. So, um, so we're coming around the corner. If you remember that pound sign that I was talking about in the beginning, oh, we're yes. just about to go around the top of the pound sign. Okay. So we haven't got a bay to walk around here, but there's kind of like a floating island display uh -huh. in, the, in the corner here uh -huh. um, that we're looking at. The, there's a sewing machine on a, on a white plinth um, and two dresses either side that have obviously been sewn. And on the back of the wall, we can see the sewing patterns and various types of fabric. Um, so this is a, a display case about how you could make your own quant. Mm -hmm. um, I really love that, that she didn't just 
go into high couture and try and mm -hmm. um, make more and more money. She wanted to bring fashion to the masses. Mm -hmm. Because she knew how, um, how much fashion would affect um, people's, girls' attitudes and it was emancipating, it was fun and it was also just positivity and for a uh, future being brighter than the past. So, yep, yep. Fantastic. So yeah, look at this. This is great fun, isn't it? We're at the, um, we're in the display cabinet. We're kind of like um, at um, the top of the, the room, going around the left-hand side now, at that, that top of that pound sign. Um, I suppose we're about 11 o'clock, aren't we? Yeah. And this great fun display cabinet is all about the jersey dress and the mat opaque. Um, so uh, I'm really enjoying the, the kind of sportswear vibe we've got going on here, haven't we? There's three mannequins. Again, the, the tall, long-limbed style. Um, and uh, they're all wearing a different jersey dress. Um, that the first one is a bright, bright red. The middle one is bright, bright green. And the last one is black. Um, and they have a kind of sportswear vibe to them. The, the, the one on the right in the middle have, has a zip down the front, almost like a tracksuit top zip. Um, but it just the mini dress just goes to the um, mid thigh with a kind of skater style skirt tacked onto a drop waist. And then a high little collar um, in the middle one. And in the second one, it's also a high collar, but slightly pointed, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, so they're really cheeky looking. Mm -hmm. um, and they're really reminiscent too of the, the, um, the style of dress that Mary Quant wore in 1966 to wear, to get her OBE. There's like photos in the exhibition of her on the steps of, the, of Buckingham Palace wearing this fabulous cheeky little mini dress where everyone around her is in suits. I can just see Twiggy, the famous model, yeah. dressed up in these outfits. Yeah, totally, totally can. And the, the bright green and red tights as well on the, the very skinny legs. It's very Twiggy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Look at that shopping bag down at oh. the bottom too. Oh, that is just, that's almost like a, Pal a Palazzi style of yeah. design. Like a pop art shopping bag, art. that p iconic paper rectangular bag with bright psychedelic colours on it. Um, these display cases have really been styled to make you think about the shopping experience and mm -hmm. going down Carnaby Street with your friends. And here in the, the middle of the display case, we've got a, a red shopping rail, a shop rail. So a, um, a red, almost like a, a sort of scaffolding pole size yeah. rail. Um, and on it are um, eight yeah eight jersey dresses hanging from wire coat hangers all different colors and styles um some with colors some without all mini dresses though um i can spy that lovely zip that you toggle oh. that you spotted on the pinafore dress behind yeah. with the the gold circle oh. um i do like the shopping bags as well they're great fun yeah they're just as zingy as the outfits i suppose you could have a shopping bag the same color as each outfit yeah, and I love the way that you've got more information on the um, cards in front of the, the dresses and you have kind of um, little memories from people about when they wore these dresses or you've got memories from Mary Quant and what, when, what she was doing at that point in the decade. So the exhibition's really sort of multi-layered and there's lots of things you can read as well as look at. Mm -hmm. um, and then as we're coming round the, 
um, this pound sign. We're kind of going back out again now. It's the bit of the pound sign that, oh, you're pointing at a, a pair of platforms, yes, platform shoes. Because as the 60s went on and Mary's Quant's um, star continued to ascend, um, you know, she was given an OBE in 1966. She was conquering the world pretty much. She started bringing out different ranges. So she brought out footwear ranges. She also brought out, do you remember the Daisy Dolls, Anne? Um, vaguely, I never ever had, I never had one, but I do vaguely remember uh, some of the older girls. Well, here we have a Daisy Doll. Oh. So we have a, a kind of um, waist-height plinth um, huh. with a perspex top, and it's sort of square-sized. And standing on top of this plinth is a little doll. It's kind of the size of a Cindy doll uh -huh. I remember playing with as a kid. Uh -huh. Um, and, uh, and these were her range of dolls that she would design the clothes for. Um, and the clothes were, were modelled on her adult collections. So from now on on the exhibition at this point, every outfit has its own daisy doll with it, mm -hmm. corresponding to show the kind of outfit as it would have shown on the daisy doll. So here we have a kind of gypsy style flamenco type dress on this daisy doll with a... Um, with a big flouncy frilled um, knee length skirt that got, flounces out to A line with lots of um, sticky out ruffles sticky on it. out ruffles and then a sort of smock style peasant type blouse top um, and a, a cinched in waist and it's in a kind of burgundy with blue and yellow and purple stitching on it really gorgeous and then the dress behind the adult version is in a kind of like um, it looks like it's made out of a red tablecloth. It's that kind of like... Seersucker material. Seersucker, that's the name of it. Um, but it's not long knee length like the Daisy Doll dress. This one's um, a mini skirt and the red seersucker shift A-line um, dress has got a little green fringed hem um, and bell-shaped sleeves elasticated cuffed in at the, the wrist um, smock style sort of tops of the sleeves with um, a ruffly fringe around the upper arm and then um, it's almost like a fake kind of um, corsety type top isn't it mm -hmm. with green ties a lot it's really imaginative what a beautiful dress and seersucker of course was a fabric that you can just virtually drip dry you wash it and hang it up and you never yeah. it's the perfect holiday um, holiday material to get your clothes made and out of. <laughs> and that's what I remember, seersucker. And, and here at the, the end of this sort of catwalk plinth is where we're coming round to about um, three o'clock in the exhibition. We have um, the play suit, the loungewear. Here we've got a mannequin that's rolled on its back and stuck its legs in, it, in the air and uh, it's in this wonderful bright red fabric. It looks like a onesie nowadays. I yeah. a velvet onesie. A velvet onesie with pom-poms on, like long, um, long... Like a baby, like a early days of a baby grower used yeah. to have these pom-poms on them. Yeah, so really fun. I mean, she, she's really playing with, with her, um, her audience here, isn't she? Um, and rolling around on the floor with laughter. <laughs> yeah, well, I bet you didn't do that too often in the 50s. Yeah. Oh, look at this, Anne, here at 10 o'clock. Isn't this fabulous with the 
Um, the walls here have been painted like this massively bright primrose yellow with pink polka dots on top. And, uh, and we can see them behind this glass display cabinet, again with the kind of shop window, white painted frame. And inside it, we've got Mary Quant's jersey dress that she wore to meet the Queen when she got her OBE. Which is <laughs> wonderful to see. It's just um, mini dress length, um, low waistline, um, long sleeves with little frilled out cuffs, um, high kind of polo neck um, with a, a zip down to kind of um, mid chest. And again, this kind of brass circular toggle. Um, and all I've just noticed those brass circular toggles are also on the wrists too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a reversible dress because the collar is blue and then the, the sleeves, if you look inside the sleeves, I'm sure I can't see that very well. Yeah, it is. It's blue. blue. So mm -hmm. you could probably pull zip yeah. and actually roll back the sleeves. So it's a and bit of a versatile dress. And the stitching as well is blue too. There's okay. um, a line of four horizontal um, stitching around the hem. There's four horizontal stitching around the cuffs. Mm -hmm. And then at the top where the zip is, um, there's a, <clears throat> a cross at the bottom of the zip with an outline around that rectangular box. Mm -hmm. I love the beret as well, hey? Because the, the whole assembler is kind of based around this sort of creamy colour and the, there's a creamy beret on top as well. So we're kind of, we've come around to almost the final bay of the exhibition now. So we're, we're in the 70s now. <laughs> it's also playful. Um, and uh, you know, we've come around to kind of about, about seven o'clock, I suppose, on our clock face of the room. Or going back to that pound sign, we're at the, the bottom left corner of the pound sign now in that last bay. Um, and uh, there's another 20 outfits or so in this bay. We've got two sides of the, the room are the shop window display cabinet style. Um, and we've got some fabulous dresses. Um, you've caught something caught your eye there. Yeah, I, can, can you read that out for me? Yeah, on the back wall behind this outfit that is all stripy and gink, um, checked, um, mm -hmm. it says, Fashion is for now. If you're still enjoying living and you're still enjoying being a woman, one wants surely to wear the clothes of today. It has nothing to do with age. I wholeheartedly concur with that. That is one forward thinking diva of a woman. <laughs> and look at this. Razzle dazzle. Here we have a tartan mini dress. Um, it's made out of um, plastic synthetic hair and textile oh no that's that's the doll actually i just noticed i was reading the wrong card because we still have in front of them the sort of daisy dolls uh -huh. showing the 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 outfits but um this is taffeta hay uh -huh. and it's like uh the dress is the metallic style lurex style sparkly style taffeta but in a tartan check it's gorgeous <laughs> would you so wear this if I was going out of an evening, I would wear that as a longer version. I wouldn't have so much the thrill, thrill embellishment. It wouldn't yeah, suit so my it, figure so much. Um, but again, I would wear it as a long dress, an evening dress. Drop waist, isn't it? Drop mm -hmm. waist, um, a kind of <clears throat> skater style skirt again to sort of mid thigh. Uh, it's long sleeved with 
um, ruffled cuffs that come partly over your hands. Um, and it has this full-on ruffled um, front to the, the shirt. It's like, like a flounce, a flounce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With, is that buttons, I um, see? Buttons, little round red buttons that look like the berries on a holly bush. And the, this tartan, this shiny tinsel taffeta tartan is in loud, bright red, green and blue. It almost looks like a Christmas cracker. I was going to say it's probably a Christmas dress. Yeah, I mean, it does look like that to me. It looks like she's dressed in a sweetie wrapper. Mm -hmm. um, and the corresponding daisy doll at the beginning um, in front of her um, has, again, the, the same sort of fabric. It looks like she's dressed in a sweetie wrapper too. Um, bright striped rainbow metallic fabric. Really fantastic. And then the doll next to her, um, Actually, these dolls have got famous, fabulous names. The, the one we've just looked at is Razzle Dazzle, and the one next to it that has very um, geometric stripes in black and white and red, a long A-line maxi dress with a kind of T-shirt top with buttons down the front. Um, that one's called Knickerbocker Glory. Oh, and it's, oh. its corresponding dress at the back is, oh, it's so 70s, isn't it? It's like a, a long floor length maxi dress. Um, with a halter neck top um, and uh, a high kind of empire line underneath the bust with a, a panel that's almost like a corset around the waist. Or a cummerbund. A cummerbund, yeah. But each section of the dress, so the halter neck, the cummerbund, the maxi skirt and the, the really deep hem of the maxi skirt that kind of goes from just below knee level to the ground, they're all different types of monochromatic stripes. Mm -hmm. So the, the bottom section are very wide monochromatic stripes, sort of the size of your thumb. The middle skirt section is almost like a pinstripe, isn't it? The cummerbund is the pinstripe on the diagonal. And at the top, we have the, the same thumb size stripes again, but they've been turned to the diagonal on either side of the halter. It reminds me of chevrons on a road. It does. It's really op art, actually, isn't it? Like uh -huh. an optical illusion. Yes, Bridget Riley-style dress. I love the wig on this mannequin. Uh -huh. She's got the kind of Charlie's Angels-style uh -huh. flick curly hair, and it's in a really sheer peroxide white. Uh, we would call that big hair. Big hair, yeah. Big hair. Yeah. Oh. Um, just absolutely stunning, just the play on fabrics and textures and... You know, I could almost imagine what they would feel like if only we could touch them, but I know we can't. It's really silky, this one, isn't it? It's shiny, yeah, so yeah, is that what it is then, silk? And you've got these most amazing shoes in front of us, I think, with the big blocky heels. and. Yeah, yeah, they're, um, they're again, they're kind of platform shoes, aren't they? These ones are mules, platform mules with kind of painted red leather. Um, and uh, a white zigzag along the front. God, can you imagine wearing them? They're very high. How oh, high do you think they are? Oh. About four inches? Well, maybe three, four inches, I think. Yeah, yeah I think I, they're lovely to look at. Yeah, and they've been, I love the way they're sort of displayed on this low catwalk plinth with a, a perspex box over the top. Kind of, it looks kind of, um, you know, at like Barbarella. 
um, space age 60s vibe. It looks almost like a coffee table from, from that age. Um, so yeah, in this bay we've ha we have more of the same. We have these fabulous dresses with the daisy dolls in front of them, more of the shoe wares. But as we're walking here, we're kind of walking towards the end of the exhibition, towards this bright yellow wall um, where we've got a video projection on the wall talking about people who sort of knew Mary Quant and influenced her style. Um, and we've also got a wonderful display cabinet at the corner where we're almost right back at six o'clock. Sort of, and it's all the Mary Quant makeup. I remember Mary Quant lipstick and Mary Quant eyeliner. Did you have them? I used to steal my sister's Mary <laughs> Quant lipstick. I was just, um, I didn't have enough money to buy any of these things myself. I really remember the, the styling of it. I think my mum must have had it in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. These kind of um, paint box style boxes yeah. in the, the shiny plastic with that iconic fat five petal daisy mm -hmm. on top. Um, yep. And just the, the sort of, um, the genius sort of names of the products, you know, the, the sort of play on words of the products. So like, the um, jelly baby skin colour and um, oh, what did the, read another one blush baby for blusher and cheeky for cheeky for cheek jeepers peepers for the eye makeup um, oh you're just pointing out colouring box for men in the corner mm -hmm. so now that's a new take on things well, it's, it's um, from 1974 so that's glam rock isn't it that's David Bowie that's, um, you know, not just girls want to play with makeup, boys can too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and she, she continued moving with the times and, and bringing out, you know, she even brought out a, a range of home furnishings. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, this display case here has, has quite a lot of different kind of products in her brand. So we have the whole makeup style here. We have the Daisy Dolls in the middle. Um, at the end of the cabinet, we have some of the footwear um, and of course, the sort of iconic daisy on the wall behind us. Um, it's just so much fun. Look at this, Anne. Look at this. Um, there's a round, um, it's almost kind of the size of a saucer, a round box. Um, and it's got the daisy on top of it. And around in a circle around the daisy, there looks like a sort of fringe. Can you see the black fringe oh, in a circle? Be, that'd be eyelashes. And what you probably have to do is to cut them to the yeah. right length. You cut them to the right length. If you've got small eyes, you won't need as much. If you've got bigger eyes, you need more. So sort of lush lashes. How wonderful. It says real hair, black on it. <laughs> and here's some um, eye paints, they're called. They're in kind of little tubes that look like watercolours. Um, they're in that same sort of metal cube, tube, you know, the, the type when you buy watercolour paints at the art shop. Yeah, I, I think yeah. she just encouraged people to um, play with um, various makeup ideas. So mm. she wasn't stereotyping MD, even although there was a strong branding of the Daisy, yeah. but she was still in, uh, encouraging individualism and for each woman to make their own statement, as indeed. She's actually brought out a box of makeup for men, yeah. which is really, really innovative. Um, so, but the, the the daisy, I love to see the daisy in the silver colour as well as in the black colour. And um, yeah, just that's in the middle, isn't it? There's the, um, the quant paint box 
that's a, a kind of plasticky um, rectangular box that I don't know it's about the size of an iPad nowadays mm -hmm. slightly smaller and uh, and it has um, a cardboard sleeve that goes over it with the daisy in silver and it's called Quant Paint Box. But the box almost looks like a precious ornament yeah. that you could actually sit on your dressing table. So there was this idea of functionality as well as style, which is really reflected in our clothing mm. and our footwear and just the diversity of being able to not just dress with ready-made dresses, with her, uh, with her encouraging you to use the butteric patterns to recreate yeah. her fashions. And she's doing the same thing with the makeup and the eyelashes is encouraging you to cut your own length and size of eyelash. So she's been very, very flexible. Um, was she an influence on you? It's, I would definitely say so. As yeah. I've said, I had several jersey dresses. Yeah. I could never wear platform heels <laughs> very well, but I would have liked to have. She definitely was a great I influence think she was on an me. Influence on me too. Mm -hmm. I think she. The was, hairstyle. Yeah, I used to have a hairstyle yeah. like hers. Um, oh, I've just spotted some sunnies further up the display cabinet. Oh yes, I had sunglasses like like those. Um, well, the Beatles wore glasses like those. They're just as well. kind of like the, the big bug-eyed sort mm -hmm. of sunglasses. They're, they're really big and round and with really strong round plastic frames. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I mean, what's the size of that? That's um, they're not like the little John Lennon round no, sunglasses. They're bigger, they're, bigger. they're really big. They're kind of like um, the size of your the middle of your palm. Uh -huh. um, so good two inches, yeah. two to three inches, and really such great colours, kind of um, plasticky pastels. The lenses are all different colours as well, and I don't even know, are these lenses um, different uh, colours as well? Are they graduated, the colours? They colors? look graduated, yeah. So the, the pair at the front, they're kind of, the lenses are green towards the nose and then blue towards the ear, and they sort of go in between the two. You're looking at the doll faces. Even, well. the, even the daisy doll could be um, given a different face. Oh, gosh. Amazing. I, I just think. Yeah. Um, and, and then clearly, I'm looking, there's all these annuals. That would be the fab annual and various other annuals. Well, they're but daisy's fashion wardrobe. And, and they would be, and mm. you, some of these would be advertised in the local, and the, the, the girls' magazines and yeah. annuals, like it's the fab annual. It's such a trip of nostalgia, isn't it? Yeah, it's just been so amazingly yeah. uplifting and heartwarming and fantastic fun. Oh, I'm really glad. We all need some fun at the moment, aren't we? It strikes me that we're at a kind of similar period of the country's history and sort of mode and emotion as to mm -hmm. what it must be when Mary Quant started. So what an appropriate place to end, actually. There's a, there's a video at the end of the exhibition that show you know, new fashion designers, new women fashion designers working now and kind of makes me think, what's going to spring up next? What's going to spring up out of these, these anxious times? Maybe we'll get the next Mary Quant coming in a couple of years. I definitely think so, because there are a lot of designers been busy and away in the background during lockdown. If they can't get out to work, they've definitely been busy at home. So yeah. I would think, look out. The V&A could be hosting the next Mary Quant's exhibition in 20 or 30 years' yeah. time. And a really nice point to end on as well, actually, is, is where we came back in, in, in the, the foyer in front of the exhibition, um, there is a, a small exhibition of um, dresses that were made by students that around the Mary Quant exhibition during lockdown, and they're fantastic as well. So 
yeah, would really encourage anybody to get out and come and see this exhibition. And, and I hope that you enjoyed listening to me and Anne experience it. Well, enjoy the exhibition, everybody, because I know I certainly have been doing so. Thank you for listening. You can find more stories and resources on our website at vam.ac.uk forward slash Dundee. That's vam.ac.uk forward slash Dundee.